The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell with News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm joined, of course, with... Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. Morning, Jenna. Good morning. Good to see you again. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. And we're going to cover more budget stuff today, I take it? Absolutely. I was looking forward to that. You brought along a guest. I do. Um, My expert on budgeting that I have with me today is Jordan Kaler. He's one of our lending advisors out in Byron. Hi. Um, Hey, nice to meet you, Jordan. Yeah, Yeah, nice to meet you. Well, tell us about yourself a little bit. Yeah, so um, I, I just started with the credit union a few months ago. Um, budgeting has always kind of been, uh, like with some of my family members, I've kind of helped some of them with budgeting a little bit here. But uh, what what I do at First Alliance, um, like Jenna was saying, I'm, I'm a lending advisor there. So um, I work in the contact center, so I um, process any online applications that come in, um, any kind of uh, phone applications that come in, or any phone questions that you may have. That's uh, that's what I'm there for. All right. Uh, some of this budgetary stuff we'll talk about, I imagine you work with the members if uh, they need some budget help to get them in line to get a loan. Yeah, exactly. Okay, very good. So last week we started talking about why budgeting is so important and, of course, the advantages and why it is a good money move. And maybe we'll... Jenna, we should recap a little bit of what we talked about for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so we did. We talked a lot about budgeting, a lot of different kind of important pieces of information that I think will be important for people to know before we kind of dig into the budgeting categories. The and basics. Things. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about how really there's about two-thirds of the population that don't budget at all, which that's a lot of people. Um, and the reasons that they don't do that typically kind of boils down to some level of financial anxiety and not wanting to know or really where their money's going because they feel constrained by that. Um, and really, we also kind of talked about um, the steps to get started with budgeting, right? So knowing your income sources, knowing what your fixed, variable, and discretionary expenses are, and then taking those and subtracting one from the other to really get what you have left afterwards, if anything. A balance and that's sheet. Kind of, yeah, a balance sheet. Yep. It, yep. Kind of the very basic budgeting and how it's, to get started with it. And I know part of our discussions over the past couple of weeks were why you shouldn't be afraid to start this process. Exactly. And the advantages of it, especially that sense of control you can get from having a budget. Yeah, really. It's about making sure that you can make informed decisions about where you're spending your money and kind of set your financial priorities and make sure that you're able to reach the goals that you have in mind. And it uh, it's not a scary thing once you actually no, do it. <laughs> not at all. It's very freeing, actually. Yeah. I told you last week, it's if you're going to take the 10 minutes I spend out of my weekend, and this is how twisted I am, I guess. <laughs> actually, that's one of the most enjoyable moments I have during the weekend. I get to go do the budget for a minute. <laughs> of course, I, you know, it, it took a few years to get to that situation, so I wasn't <laughs> quite that way at first. At first, I was a little stressful. I'll admit that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, I don't know where we start with. Are there these different categories we talked about last week? Are there percentages, are there pieces of the pie guidelines of sorts that we should be looking at as far as how much of our money we should be spending in those areas? Yeah, so what that'll really come down to is kind of what 
what works best for you, but there are some general guidelines that um, that are put out there. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as what you're spending your income on is working for you, then you're fine. But generally, um, we like uh, they like to see about thirty percent for about housing costs, which would be like your rent or a mortgage. Um, they like to see about ten to fifteen percent in subcategories like savings or insurance, uh, groceries, food, utilities, any kind of other expense that you would have. Um, they say no more than 12% on debts or other obligations like credit cards or car loans, um, and 2 to 5% on like personal or entertainment type things like going out or That's all I like get. That. Yeah. 2 to 5%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if, so if I take the 30% for my housing, does that include the taxes and everything? Is that just... Or just the mortgage or the rental payment? I'm being too yeah, nitpicky here, I think. Well, and I, I think that's probably going to depend a little bit um, on how you want to budget that. I, I think at the end of the day, including those in that payment is probably going um, to be to your advantage to try to include your yeah. homeowner's insurance and your taxes in that 30% and try to maintain those, you know, the actual payment and then the tax and the insurance premiums in that 30% category. That's really going to set you up for success. Um, but I don't know that it necessarily has to be in that 30%. Okay. Um, so when I'm starting out, though, I'm going to take that 30% piece of pie and then the 12%, which would be my credit card and vehicle needs yep. in that one, and then I'm going to lop off That's but the rest of it pretty much other than mm-hmm. that 2 to 5% of fun money mm-hmm. to take care of the rest of my bills is what you're telling me. Really? And essentially, divide it up yep. into those smaller pieces. But Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that is exactly what you want to do. So really, if you look at it, your, your main debt, so your mortgage and rent, um, and then any credit card and auto loan payments are really sh- right around 45% yeah. of your budget. Really, it shouldn't exceed that. Your okay. That kind of comes back to, remember, we talked about past episodes, your debt to income ratio. That's where that kind yep. of number comes into play again. But that other piece is your food mm-hmm. and your cable bill and your, your heat and, yep. and all then, the other miscellaneous stuff you have going on. Yeah. Okay. So we go back to the housing piece of this, the 20 to 30% on housing. I mean, you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Where, where do we come up with 30% yeah. is the marker for housing? Yeah, so that that recommendation actually uh, comes from the U.S. government. Um, So that 30% rule is generally uh, the amount that a family could spend and still have enough left over for other non-discretionary spending, which would be things like your food and your uh, utilities and, um, you know, anything else outside of that housing expense that you'd have. Um, It's what they would consider affordable housing. Okay. Generally, most most financial institutions, um, they won't grant you a mortgage where the payments would take up more than 30% of your income. Uh, so that's something to uh, be noted there. Um, and then there's, there's definitely some situations where people are paying uh, up to 50% of their uh, monthly budget for housing costs. Uh, those people would, uh, are considered severely housing cost burden, which is unfortunate, but it it happens. I can see it, especially mm-hmm. the way rents are today, mm-hmm. even in the Rochester mm-hmm. area. That if you, it wouldn't take a whole lot to get you into that situation if you didn't have a job that was paying. And I imagine 
fifty, seventy thousand dollars a year, you're going to find yourself in that situation quite often if you're living in Rochester. Um, as far as your experience when you guys deal with your members, is mm-hmm. is it common to find people over that thirty percent threshold, or are you seeing more people who are falling somewhere underneath thirty percent or below thirty percent? Yeah, so um, it's it's kind of hard to say, um, but it it seems like a majority of people that that 30% kind of does seem to fit. There are people who have, you know, um, excessive housing expense. Um, and, and, you know, with that, it's, you know, to make, to make that change, it's either, um, either income has to increase or expenses have to decrease if, if it's something that's not sustainable for that person. Mm -hmm. And eventually if you make good money moves, you may not have that mortgage. Yeah, that's right. And, and sometimes <laughs> people even start out with a mortgage payment that's extremely affordable and does fit into that, you know, 30% range that we've been talking about. But then a life event happens sure. where they maybe lose a job or they, you know, a spouse decides to stay home with the kids and, and not work. And then you lose that income where now your your budget is out of whack and you kind of become housebroke, so to speak, mm-hmm. because you've you've now changed your financial situation and now your house is more expensive than it used to be comparatively. To your and income. hopefully though it goes the other way and perhaps your income rises bad. since the time you took out your mortgage that would be best. and that piece of the pie shrank a little bit as you move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's absolutely. what we all hope for at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well we're talking about budgeting again on Good Money Moves, our favorite topic. Andy Brownell with Jenna Taubel and Jordan Kaler. From the First Alliance Credit Union, and we'll be back with more in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell from News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobel's here and Jordan Kaler from the First Alliance Credit Union. And we got started talking about budgeting uh, again and the pieces of the pie that make up the categories that are your monthly budget. And we've spent a bit of time talking about housing and imagine that's the one that can really, really easily get out of whack as size, as far as the size or percentage it takes up. But if, if you're working on your budget and your categories are getting out of proportion, what kind of things can we look at to do to try to fix that? I guess. Yeah, so there's there's certain categories that that could get kind of blown out of proportion, and so kind of you know if you look at it's really going to depend on on everyone's unique situation, just because no no two people's financial situation is going to be exactly the same, and everybody's going to have different goals that kind of go with it. Um, so with uh, with housing costs specifically, there's there's you know some things to be considered where um, you know if if you're able to have a roommate come in with you, where um, to kind of help lighten that burden um you know if it could cut you know it could potentially cut that in half depending on whatever you would have worked out with them you know if it's just a sure. room for a few hundred or however that would be arranged that income yeah exactly mm-hmm. yep and um you know if if you're uh renting um you know you could consider uh moving into a less expensive rental unit you know sometimes downsizing is something that really is beneficial. I mean, it's not fun, but you know, if it has to happen, it has to happen. Yeah. Or, I mean, sometimes people 
you know, as nice it is, as it is to live close to where you work, sometimes moving to some of the outlying communities around the area can help alleviate some of that rental burden as well. They tend to be slightly less expensive sure. than, you know, right in the heart of Rochester if you're mm-hmm. looking for that and have the capability to, to transport yourself back and forth. That should be a option to consider Well, even well. within the city, you have a wide range of properties. You Absolutely. have, you know, mm-hmm. the included underground parking. You have <laughs> those that have decks or mm-hmm. balconies. Those have fireplaces. Those mm-hmm. that I imagine you could uh, have a little less yeah. <laughs> yeah. luxurious digs. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of where it comes back to, you know, what are your financial priorities? If it is a priority to you to live in a luxury rental apartment, like that's what makes your life worth living is having these amenities, then, then maybe it's okay for you to have that budget um, line item of rent that is that 50%. Like may- maybe that's what makes you happy and you're okay with that and you're fine with cutting out other expenses. Like it's it's a personal choice at that point, but it but you still made does the, financially burden you. You made the key statement that. though. Yeah. Cutting out some of the other expenses because yeah, exactly. you're going to have to pay the price somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if, you know, kind of with, with paying the price, you know, if, if it's something where you don't feel that, that your expenses can uh, decrease or if you don't want to downsize or anything, it's, you know, totally, totally your, you know, it's your prerogative to, to get that done. Um, but if it's a, um, a budgeting thing where maybe there is a shortage, um, one thing to consider, um, and I've, I've done it before too, is, uh, picking up a second job, you know, even if it's just part-time and you know, that it's still extra income. And if it's enough to close that gap and maybe get you to save a little bit, um, that's if, if, if it's something that you want to, that you'd be living that lifestyle with and and enjoy doing that, then that would be a way to support that lifestyle. Well, I imagine it's fairly easy, uh, locally Mm -hmm. in this marketplace to go find that extra job. There's places all Mm -hmm. over that have the help wanted signs out. Exactly. And you probably they're probably pretty flexible with you too on the hours that they'd want you to work or you know to match up with your availability. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think everybody's had to do that at one point or yeah. another. Oh, for but, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Get to, it'd be nice to be able to say, oh, I never had to to moonlight at all, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, especially when you're first starting out to have that extra boost in income, I can imagine that's a great strategy. Mm-hmm. Is that a piece of advice that uh, you find yourselves giving out to members once in a while? That, hey, here's the bottom line. This is the lifestyle you're trying to live. Your income doesn't exactly match it. Yeah, I mean, I think in certain situations, there's probably been that advice given to certain members. Um, I think that, again, it's just so situational. and sure. And sometimes they're... Sometimes people don't have the capacity to work that second job oh. because of childcare issues yep. or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, but just knowing that there are other avenues. Again, going back to what Jordan said earlier, there's really two options. You can either increase your income or decrease your expenses or both. Right. You know, so whatever of those options makes more sense for your life and what you can actually accomplish is probably going to be what's best for you, but it doesn't hurt to try a couple different things as you try to figure that out. Don't think of anything being totally out of the question, but I understand with this housing thing, it's Mm -hmm. such a big chunk of the pie. Yeah. It has Mm -hmm. such a huge impact on everything else that happens within the budget. Oh, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I imagine that's why we're spending a little bit of time talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are there other things that are kind of tied in with the housing part that you could look at that may make it all fit somehow? 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's with, with housing too, there's, you know, there, there could be some, you know, winters coming up, utility bills could be increasing with the cold weather. You know, um, one thing that someone could, you know, look at would be, uh, if they want to upgrade their furnace or AC units for more efficiency to decrease their bill. Um, you know, that would be, you know, an, like an un, initially unplanned expense that could be worked into your budget. Um, but in the long run, it would maybe save a little bit there. Um, other people sometimes switch to LED bulbs. And, you know, I know uh, for me personally, it's um, some some energy places have like a, like a budget billing system where they take your average bill and you just pay that same amount every month. Because I before I switched there, I was blindsided with like a $300 bill, you know, and it was like, wow, that's just electric. Are you kidding me? And then I... Air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes budget billing is uh, an, an option that's available there for some people, and it helps, makes it easier to develop your budget. To, yeah, put together the budget. Mm-hmm. Once you get it established, you should be able to kind of ride those things out yourself mm-hmm. because you should have calculated <laughs> your air conditioning into that yep. factor or that Definitely. equation. Um, are there any other options out there that we could look at as far as um, I need to get you know fit everything into this income picture I have, or um, any other strategies that you uh, advise to your members? Yeah, um, it uh, you know just, I think just really working and, and seeing you know if if there's anywhere that you can that you can decrease any kind of an expense um, that that's the best. Otherwise, if if things really are out of control, which it, and it happens, you know, um, you know, where, you know, if credit card debt just kind of accumulates and those, those payments really add up, you know, there's, there's different routes, you know, there's a, you know, you could consider a, a debt consolidation loan that could potentially put you in a, a better situation so that you have more money at the end of the month. Um, you know, you could also take a look at refinancing auto loans. Um, you know, maybe there's a way that, you know, you could decrease your expenses that way, um, just mm-hmm. through. Uh, sometimes getting that done will really We go full there. circle, do we yeah. not, John? <laughs> <laughs> it all plays together. I've said this many mm-hmm. times. <laughs> That's where that becomes such a key thing, though, is yeah. you put together this budget, and if your shortfall is within that window, maybe that is a great strategy for you. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're still paying the debt off. You're just mm-hmm. decreasing your monthly payment. Yep, mm-hmm. which can be, as we've talked about in previous episodes where we cover debt consolidation, which, I mean, can be the the freeing moment for a lot of people to be able to start to work within yeah. their budget reasonably. So if there's just lots of different options to consider, and you won't know where to start until you make your first budget. That's it. Take that mm-hmm. first step. Yeah. Set a goal, start working. We're going to talk more about budget and successful strategies for creating a budget that can work for you and make those good money moves next. Again, on Good Money Moves, Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble and Jordan Kaler this week on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM, 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and Jordan Kaler from the First Alliance Credit Union. We're exploring budgeting again this week, getting a lot more in-depth as we move forward. And we've been talking about 
the pieces of the pie, the size, the proportion of the various areas of your budget, a lot of it on housing because that's the big one. But uh, I imagine this is always in flux, too, that as Mm -hmm. life events happen and things change in your life, add maybe a child or you can think of a different different a million different scenarios how often should i be revisiting this and and checking to see if my budget is out of whack or in whack or working for me i guess is a better way to say it in whack right. in whack yeah. that's the new term for it <laughs> yeah the english language is always in flux so we can play with it when we want yeah so i guess my suggestion there is is you know a budget from one month to the next is is really never going to be like exactly the same um so it's always best to to revisit it on on generally about a monthly basis you know i mean it it all depends on whatever works for you some you know some people have like a you know if they get paid bi-weekly some people have a a two-week budget they they see what's upcoming for the next two weeks they say i get paid this much and they figure out what to do there but it's um it's it's constantly changing because like you know like you said life events happen you know if if you have a child that's coming or or um you know any any kind of thing if you've got like a birthday or a vacation or something like that it's you 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 still budget for that um you know one of the biggest pitfalls that people have is um sometimes when they create their budget they they try to budget for an ordinary month but you know like like we were saying Good luck with that. yeah <laughs> there's no there's no ordinary month by any means cuz one month changes from from one to the next whether it's in you know like we said before utility bills or or anything there there's you know things change yeah mm-hmm. flat tires mm-hmm. car repair bills that boat you just had to have yeah, yeah. also my it. gasoline budget <laughs> went to the roof because i didn't yeah. anticipate that 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 actually takes gas <laughs> yeah so this is kind of just an ongoing process mm-hmm. it really is and i think it's important for people to understand that while your categories are probably not going to change a lot from month to month right you're always going to have your mortgage payment or rent category, you're always going to probably have some kind of transportation category. You're always going to have a Mm -hmm. food category. But the distribution between those categories is what's going to flux and change. And that's what you have to be paying attention to is really, you know, if I have uh, my niece's birthday coming up in a month, uh, we're probably going to have to buy a present. We're probably going to go out to dinner. There's probably going to be some kind of activity involved that we're going to have to pay for for our kids. Like those are all things that you have to factor into that budget. And maybe not go to that movie the weekend before the birthday party to make sure you can afford the birthday party, that kind of thing. So those are all just things to keep in mind when you're looking month to month. It's in it. Try to plan ahead and know what those expenses are going to be ahead of time so that you're not caught off guard by them, assuming that they're not happening because you're assuming that ordinary month is, oh, is sure. in play. And you look ahead, like you said, mm-hmm. um, you know that there are certain months of the year that your utility bill is going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And you know there are other months of the year. Well, guess what? Usually the utilities aren't too bad because we're in that you know temperate zone in April and May or in the early fall. But mm-hmm. uh, so you can plan for that. So maybe you put a little bit less in the utilities for those months and sock it away for the months where it is really heavy. Or if you have mm-hmm. a month where five members of your family have birthdays, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> October is that month in our oh, household. December, that's ours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're you're round for for me there. I, right. we, I don't have any kids, but I got uh, fourteen nieces and nephews. So oh. yeah. <laughs> every month you have got to have that birthday line item yep. in the budget there. Get your 
gift certificates lined up yeah. and purchase. But yeah, so those are all the things you got to think about yes. when you put together these budgets. Mm-hmm. And I know we last week when we talked about it, we laid it out as the most simple equation of this. Mm-hmm. But the further you get into it, the more you can split out these categories and even make it even more predictable for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the longer you do it and the more consistently you do it, the better you're going to get at predicting those and being able to m- maintain that budget the way that you want to. So it, you're not going to get it right the first nope. time. You're not going to get it right the second time. It's going to take several months of you really going through this, probably a full year to really get the hang of what happens in what month and what to be preparing for. So it's something to just keep in mind as you get started with this. It's not going to be perfect day one. You're probably going to be over budget in like every category you set up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just knowing that you can, it's that it's not set in stone and that it's okay to adjust those as needed. Yeah, and don't let that discourage you either that you miscalculated because everybody does it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So... We've talked about this a lot, and I imagine we're going to talk about budgets again next week. We are. Um, but if you want to look ahead, maybe, can you go to the website, the First Alliance Credit Union website, and kind of of course you can. <laughs> study yes. up? FirstAllianceCU.com is our website, and we have tons of great resources out there about budgeting. Um, we actually have a beginner's guide to budgeting resource um, kind of a learning page that you can check out. It has all of the information that we've talked about today in the past two episodes and what we're going to be talking about next week are all covered um, in that uh, resource page. And then we also have tons of just one-off blog content that's um so if you subscribe to our blog and kind of check that out you can find a ton of resources there too if you have a more specific um, budgeting question that you're trying to get answered it's probably answered in our blog somewhere but if it's not you can always set up a an appointment with one of our member advisors and they'd be happy to sit down with you and kind of go over a budget and help you learn how to set one up and get started with one and give you some pointers Um, and then of course we have our budgeting calculator that you can download to help you make that first budget and it kind of walks you through the steps of how to use it and what to expect when you're kind of budgeting and help you kind of plan ahead for the year. Very comprehensive tool and it's free. Tons and tons Tons. of resources. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you both next week on Good Money Moves. We'll be here. All right. I'm Andy Brownell with News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.